Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What's up? What is happening? It is in this league on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. No, Scott Bogman. Nonetheless, on the very first episode where we move times, where we move to this incredible time of 7 a.m. on Saturday, which, hello, are you out there? I think you might be. Who who knows? We'll see. But uh, we are here. I am here. It is not Scott Bogman, but I think I might have found the absolute perfect person to fill in for Bogman. Maybe even replace him because he can't even show up for the show. It is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network's own Joe Pisa Pia. What's up, Pisa Pia? Oh, this is exciting. You know, this is the morning show people dream of. I can tell you that right now. Uh, I'm used to the whole 7 a.m. thing. I know you guys not so much. but Not me. Uh, not me. And this folks are new. used to hearing me on the weekends at 7 a.m. I'm actually going to be later now, which is great. A couple extra hours sleep. Get to have my coffee. Relax. Not quite this early. But uh, I'm excited. I've missed you. I miss Bogman. I, I don't know where Bogman is. Is he all right? Is he is he prepping? Is he doomsday prepping for the Steelers game? Is that what he's doing? Oh, man. And you know what's so funny about that? We've got a great guest coming on the show in just a little bit. Uh, Sammy Reed from Roto-Grinders, who is also a, a self-proclaimed Steeler nut, that he's missing Sammy coming on the show. 100% Bogman is tapering down and getting ready for it. But Bogman had a birthday event to go to because Scott's birthday is on Monday, January 15th. Scott Bogman turns very old. Not I mean we're we're about six we're about like 4 months apart, but at least for those 4 months and on Monday, he will be the oldest human being I know. Oh, he's so old. That guy's just completely so old. old. I saw a picture of him not that long ago. He lost all his hair. I saw yeah, things aren't happened. things aren't going so well. He so yeah, a full head of hair. Now it's all gone. I don't know what the hell he's doing, <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, you know what? A uh, good for Bogman. I thought he was probably getting some uh I thought he like took a trip up to Pittsburgh with some ointment and was like rubbing Antonio Brown's legs or something like that. Just that would involve you know. him doing stuff though. That's the problem. It would have him actually going and doing things. Like Bogman is you, you see that viral video of that guy who just like he hits stuff and he screams and he throws in that Steeler game. Everyone saw it. Like millions and millions of hit that old guy. Bogman is the most intense person. Like I always joke with him. I'm like, you do know I thought you were talking about Donald Trump for a second. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Steelers yeah. game and I went, oh Okay, not not who I was. You know, like one guy who yells and screams and hits things. Bogman, Bogman can't afford Stormy Daniels, so he can't afford Stormy Daniels. So that, as much as he would like to, though, they've probably spent about the same amount of time uh, in you know in theory with Stormy Daniels, but no, not. Didn't quite anyone the same. tell him he could have had her for free on the internet? 
I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't come know. On. He's See, got big, huge hands, though. Big, huge hands. This is He's a morning. Take care of stuff this is person. what you need at seven in the morning, my friend. Yeah, of course you do. Me right. and Welsh. <laughs> well, we're, we'll get at this. We got a whole lot to cover with Joe Pizapia here from On Target and all over Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to be talking about the games. We got uh, fa- we got football going down. I was about to say fantasy football. We sure don't. But we have got football going down uh, over the weekend. We've got baseball talk. There's a lot to hit with that. Sammy Reed from Grotto Grinders is going to be joining us. So don't you go anywhere. It is Chris Welsh. It is Joe Pizapia laying it down. Let's do it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. The next screw that falls out is going to be you. In this league. What was that? In this league. You just bought yourself another Saturday, mister. Ah, crushed. Hey, hey, hey. That's right. We are back in this league. That's a that's a Pavona joint right there. Little uh, breakfast club. How yeah. perfect for Saturdays. So cool. How perfect. Uh, uh, yeah, my shows don't get that kind of work. We have, I, I will. We we gotta admit, like we get some special treatment. Like I I created um, a host of the rejoins because I'm very talented like that. Very very yes. talented, uh, multifaceted. Individual. I'd even say yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Pavona jumped in because I think he got addicted to it. So there's a, a whole host of them. So we don't have a, a break that we come back to where there's not a little bit of in this league fun because that's how we roll. I mean, Joe knows. I Joe, how oh, yeah. long? I feel like. I've known you forever. Yes. But in, in this world of us doing this type of stuff, we really have. But, I mean, we've known each other for, what, three years now? Four oh, years? Oh, no. Boy, I was going to say more than that. We're yeah. going, this is like four or five now. Yeah, something like that. This it's is something like that. This is a long time. I'm going to say four years. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say four years. That sounds and, about right. And you and Bogman are probably the, my two favorite people in the world who I've never actually been in a room with. Which is just bizarre because people would like they would hear us or hear how we talk or I know everything about your family, vice versa. And, you know, yet we've never actually been in a room. And I think 2018 is the year we need to fix that. Hey, we've got to. Well, we've been telling you, you got to come out. I Spring know. training. I'm out. I'm out here I in know. Arizona. I'm out I know. Going to come sleep at your house. Your wife's going to be pissed. Oh, she'd hate who's it. This, but yeah, totally. Italian on, sleeping on the floor. Just tell her hey. I'm a celebrity. And yeah. Well, I mean, she'll totally understand. But yeah. I got a, I got a beautiful studio. You can hang in here. Uh, but Arizona offers so many beautiful things. Actually, uh, our uh, from now on Saturday morning, I'm heading out to uh, MLB is uh, doing what's called the Dream Series, mm-hmm. where it's a bunch of uh, MLB prospects. Last year, Hunter Green with the Reds, he yeah. took part in it. It's uh, pitchers and catchers from uh, all walks of high school. Some might be Very drafted cool. this year, some in the, yeah, in the, the near future. I'm going to be going out to that series, hopefully getting some uh, interviews. Kamar Rocker, a uh, big name if people are into MLB prospects. 
potential top 10 pick at one time talked about the number one overall pick he's out there and it's hosted it's by a good class this this coming year is a better class than last year's it's incredible it's, it's <clears> incredible. last year's class was a down class in my opinion i do the whole review in every black book i go through the whole first round player by player to me i i think this coming crop is going to be infinitely better fantasy wise yeah for fantasy prospects there's some really interesting names though and uh, and, and me just pushing arizona just in general by the way we're going to talk about baseball in the second hour but just mm-hmm. talking arizona in general has so many beautiful things and, and part of that, because I do MLB prospects and MLB in general, I've covered so many of these. My coverage of the draft has been uh, immense over the last couple months. And, and looking at it, there's a lot of really exciting guys from uh, Gorman is probably one of my favorite, uh, DeSatis, and uh, a lot of good pitchers as well. So there's a lot of things to get excited about. And you can find you can find all that information at my show, Prospect One. You can check out the Fantasy Black Book. All those things will get you Black. covered. But to the point, Black is you need to come out to Arizona. I do. Well, look, here's a good thing about me is I I cook. I'm very good in the kitchen. Very good in the kitchen. So if I come out there, I will, you know, I'll do the, you know, what do you want? Pizza from scratch you want? You want homemade lasagna? Whatever you want, I will make. And I, and I, and I, you know, vary. It's not just the Italian cooking. I do lots of stuff. I've even ventured into the world of baking the last few years. So I guarantee you, if I do end up coming out there, if I do crash for a night at the, uh, the Welsh household, uh, dinner is on me for sure. And I will, I will cook for the whole family. So let's get that going. Let's get I know, that going. right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah so me it's and Joe, my plan. It's my plan. We, Don't worry. We go back. We go back a long time. Uh, lots of shows together. Joe and I, I've filled in with Joe a whole bunch. Haven't necessarily been on on target recently. Haven't yeah. been requested well, on on-target. That's Jake interesting. Seeley, Jake Seeley's in charge of that. See, I'm not in charge of that. Uh, you know what? I should. I actually should be careful because uh, Jake did request Bogman and I for a holiday episode when all of you guys bailed on him, but uh, it, was, uh, it was a work deck. Well, look, you know, I'll be honest with you. You know, Jake barely even takes calls in the season. So, you know, you got to realize, I mean, it's he's very strict. It's very strict. It's very rigid. Okay. You know, he's got a whole thing going on there. What's so. up, Jake? I want to come back. I want to talk. With well, look, the good guy. news is the Fantasy Black Book now is on Sunday afternoons for three hours. They gave me a whole extra hour. Nice. I don't know why. I guess times are tight. So they figured just, well, give Pisa P another hour and just, you know, whatever. He's already there. Just let him keep yapping about stuff. So I expect to have lots of Bogman and Welsh conversations. We'll do that. that. Well, we Sunday got a, we got a nice little secret project, though, that we'll be pushing at you guys. Secret to hawk. project? Yeah, I'll tell you about what? it off air. A little thing we're working on that uh, we'll wow. need to be hawking. So. So get get us booked. All right. Um, all that aside, uh, by the way, we should be uh, giving love here. The one thing we didn't talk about, Pavona, super producer Pavona, out, ditched us, completely ditched us for the first of everyone ditched me. As a matter of fact, now that I'm yeah, thinking I was going to say, it, wait, I'm the producer only one left. left, your other host left, maybe. This is like this is like a, this is starting to be like Game of Thrones episode here. Am I, I not, like I'm not yeah, make it out of here? You know what they say like at your poker table? They're like, if you don't know who the donkey is, it's probably you. Am I not seeing something that's going on here? I don't uh, know, man. I don't uh, know. Florio, Florio's in the house. Yes, he's good people though. Florio, what's up? Where are you at? I want to say what's up to Florio. He's still depressed about the Bills. I am. We were talking about that. Are you yeah. doing okay though? I mean, you got to the playoffs though. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It would have been more fun had they won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you donate to uh, the Andy Dalton Foundation? Unfortunately, I did not. Okay. I, I saw. Did you go out to the game? Weren't you out there with Gabe and all them? Did you get out there? Or was oh that yeah, the, at the Bills game Jets before? game. Okay. All right. You doing okay though? We, do we need to like have a house check occasionally? Like or you know, are you hug. ready to go? Are you just like? Are you ready for baseball? Uh, now I'm ready for baseball. Last week was sadly the most excited I've been for a football game probably in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I called well, into get ready. To the You're going to get the press real soon. 
That's right. You, that's right. I, I, I was on air Welsh for three and a half hours during that debacle, and it was the only standalone game. That was it. And me and George mm. Kurtz for three and a half hours going through that. So I had him call. I had Modica call. But, you know, got to realize, Mike, I know you're excited now for baseball, but we have the Mets come April 1st, and you're going to be depressed again. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I'm with you. Yeah. We're both going to be depressed. But How about that, Jay Bruce? Uh, let's talk about uh, it. What do you want to talk? Let's go. Let's do. Well, it. we'll do. Hey, Florio. By the way, how old are you? How old He's are you? Fifteen, Florio? I think. I am twenty-six. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, that's why this is the most like you haven't experienced. You haven't been married or had kids or anything like that. So, once you get married, once you're married and have kids, like all this stuff, you just like brush it off your shoulder. You're like, well, this is just the next disappointment. So, this is why it's so tough for you right now. <laughs> they, when you, when make you get older and dated, so, so <laughs> <a> great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I'm just trying to set you up. Like Welsh's children. Well, you're just a disappointment, aren't you? No, I, I shouldn't say that. Actually, my. You know what? Actually, is disappointing. Uh, we should probably uh-huh. talk about tangible things here, uh, and you can understand this as a father. There's a realization you have to have. It's this is kind of like that. You know, like uh, you see, like in movies, your kid gets older and he beats you at basketball. But when you see your child at a young age just doing so much better than you. Like, it's depressing. Like, my child is, my, my son, my, my daughter's just still really young, but she's incredibly intelligent. My son is so smart. It's encouraging, yet at the same time, you look at yourself and you're just like, how did that happen when this is going on? How does that work? Do you, do you have that? Do you have that? Well, the older, you know, it's funny. With the, see, your, your other one is still small. But see, I've got like the two halves. I got the, the older one is very bright, incredibly smart, really into music things and stuff like that. Yep. She's got a great ear for music. She can hear a band on the radio and tell you it sounds like some other band. I don't know how she does. It's amazing. And then the, the little one is like this athletic you know want to knock you out it's funny like they're really into wrestling right the older one watches it for the storyline and the younger one watches it for the violence i am completely 100 percent sure of that <laughs> and but the little one happens to be a fantastic athlete like she's just naturally gifted and i don't, and I don't throw that around lightly because you know i hate parents like oh my kids are like no, like she'll she steals the soccer ball from the boys at the games, turns around and runs down the other length of the field and scores a goal. And she's the smallest kid on the field. You look around, and you're like, wow, that's not right. That shouldn't happen. So, so yeah, when you see things like that, you're like, wow, this is great. Yeah. But shouldn't that be the evolution? Shouldn't they be it, it, better it than us? No, it, right? It totally. It totally. I mean, that's but a I high mean, bar. We've set a very high bar. But let me throw this out as well. Uh-huh. Like, like, Flory, like listen to what we're doing right now like you you were just like oh man you know my bills made the playoffs i was out having the time of my life i'm on the radio i'm mid-20s and i'm doing the oh, thing yeah. and joe, and I, joe and I are sitting here and i'm just like my kid is just so much better than me and joe's like my kids yeah. uh, are also better this is the highlight violence. of our day florian this, this is, is what is we it. do yeah, like exactly. the rest of the day is downhill now yeah like you Florio, know. do you have a girlfriend i do Get yes. rid of that. Get rid of that <laughs> and just figure it out for the next five years. Do your thing for the next yeah. four or five years. Find yourself. Settle down. Yeah. Yes, find yourself. I'm exactly. not sure where you went, but find it. Yeah, you're in New York. You're yeah. producing radio. You're, I mean, you're on with Joe and I, so things yeah, are looking I mean, up. Huge, man. I mean, God. I mean, if okay. fantasy sports radio doesn't get you laid, I don't know what would. I don't know <laughs> what does. Tell me what does. I don't know. I, I got nothing. To me, it's like the highest of the high there. I don't, you know. Yeah. 
Just well, figure it out. Though. Don't have the kids yet. All right. Uh, well, we successfully, this is what a good morning show can do. We successfully <laughs> were able to talk about nothing, yet keep you guys enthralled here. It's for a, a show segment. about nothing. <laughs> it's a Seinfeld show. That's what me and, me and Joe can ramble. We are talkers. We are total talkers. We are. But we're going to be joined by another fantastic talker, a fantastic writer, and a fantastic fantasy person well, both of our dear friends sammy reed sammy reed from uh, roto grinders sammy uh writing some stuff over in the black book i got to hang with sammy uh just i've hung with sammy hung with sammy a couple times during the uh first pitch conference and most recently we were playing poker so i'll be good Ooh. to catch up with sammy yeah exactly me and sammy were sitting there talking just shooting the ass and doing all that stuff so sammy reed coming up we are going to talk about the playoffs He's a Steelers fan. we got to do that. We'll grill him on a little bit of baseball and then more football, baseball. It's all going on. Don't go anywhere. Joe Pizzapia, Chris Welsh. We'll be back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. It's in this league. Everybody is half win and half lose. Okay. Lose half. Is Scott Bogman. Right. The winning half is Chris Welsh. Right. In this league. It's inside. It's where the fear lives. Oh, okay. Okay. Could you start over again? Uh, let's play ball. In this league. Let's see. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a new one. I hadn't heard that one. That's, I think that was Pavona. Pavona asked me. He was like, hey, I need a couple liners and uh, over the break. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll send them to you. That must be a brand new one from uh, Chris Pavona. Good job. Uh, we're back in this league. This is Chris Welsh. No Scott Bogman. He is doing uh, birthday things as his birthday looms on Monday. But Joe Pizzapia, the famous, the very handsome, the uh, sword-wielding Joe yes. Pizzapia in the house joining me yes. from On Target. And one of, I think, both of our dear friends. Uh, I most recently, only months ago, was sitting right across from this very handsome individual playing poker. We were just talking it up, talking baseball, drinking, having the time of our life. Uh, he is also a huge piece of the fantasy black book. Black. Black. Joe Pizzapia's um, best-selling book for many, many years that you guys should check out. And he's taking part in that. It is Sammy Reed from Roto Grinders. Sammy, what is going on, my friend? Welsh, my boy. Great to talk to you, man. It's been uh, it's been like too long, like a month and a half since I've seen you in Arizona. I know. We talked. We were talking. We need to get back out. You're not that far from me. We need to be catching up. We need to see some more baseball. You need, Dude, spring training, only like a month or two away. You got to come out. Come out with me and let's, uh, let's uh, you know, have some good time. We'll go out to uh, the casino, do a little bit of poker, watch some baseball. It's the time of your life. I want to coordinate this trip. By the way, I want to give Sammy some crap. All year, every Tuesday night, I asked him to come on Black Book and do DFS with me, right? And you know what he did? Well, it's softball. Not even like hardball. He's playing softball instead. And I'm like, softball? Come on. <laughs> this is, dude, this is, this is how it is when you get old. You're busy on the weeknights playing slow pitch softball, and then on Friday night, everything's open, and you got nothing to do. So here I am. <laughs> no, I, I can attest to this. You know what? Before I locked down the marriage with the kids, which we just talked about, this is like this is a completely different show. We've moved to Saturday morning, so we've talked no sports whatsoever. No. We've talked about family and life. And, but before that, you know what I was doing? 
I was playing. Uh, I was playing co- competitive softball for like four years. And Is I that took an it pretty serious. Competitive softball. Oh no, it, Sammy like knows. It. It's serious. There's like the beer league stuff. Oh yeah. But then there's like where you know you start getting into like the C, B, and A class, and there's tournaments. And I was in the I was in the competitive stuff. And then I tried to revitalize okay. after I gained a whole bunch of weight, and that was a, that was a problem. <laughs> Sammy knows. I don't know. I don't like that whole lob pitching stuff, man. I know. Oh, I know God. all about it. I take it way too seriously, dude. But I love that about you, Sammy. But in all honesty, though, <laughs> it, you know, Sammy did the uh, Sammy did the the DFS chapter for the football black book this year. It was spectacular. He did the baseball one. It's even better. So I'm excited that's coming out on the weekend. Here it should be should be live either Saturday night or Sunday. And it's a it's a great overview. And and you know, not even for people just like starting out DFS, but like for people who play. I mean, I I definitely picked up some things too. Uh, you know, through the chapter and and it's fun. He's a he's a funny guy. Well, he's he's a good writer you know funny know. stuff in there I, really, sammy's one of the best you know. one of my favorite people sammy speaking of which uh really quickly hawk anything that's going on what do you got going on over at roto grinders what should we be looking for into this coming season and obviously like joe said the fantasy black book we have been promoting it for four Back. years joe always puts together a great product and i mean he brought out the big big guns for this year's fantasy black book so i mean besides even the fantasy black book what else is on uh, your docket right now sam you know, for now, with uh, with Roto Grinders, I'm just kind of hanging back. Obviously, I'll be doing work for them, uh, podcasting, and possibly writing as well for the baseball season. But this is like that fun time of year, right, where you're not actually playing any fantasy. You're just enjoying the football playoffs yes. or, you know, doing your studying for baseball without any stress. And it's like, dude, it's great. I wish I could say the same. As a, as a human being that does five different podcasts and a radio show, and I'm out scouting baseball, you know, 2018 MLB draft guys later, to, you know, later today on Saturday and whatnot. It, it's a lot, but I totally know what you mean. Football kind of being out helps. Which, speaking of which. <clears throat> Let's make sure we get to this. I mean, we may even carry Sammy up. We're carrying Sammy over to the next segment, but maybe even a little bit more because we got a lot to talk show. about. Just carry him. Yeah, put I, him up I on gave our shoulders and put him there and just carry. I mean, him. Sammy can do it. Sammy can do it. I was giving uh, Bogman crap, even though he's not here, because as such a diehard Steeler fan, we've got some big games this weekend. We've got some huge games, and as a Steeler fan, this Jaguar game is a big deal. And Sammy, you are a Steelers guy. This is a big deal that's going on. I, there's an assumption, and you don't want to get ahead of your assumptions, of course, that you move on. And as Bogman is the pessimist, is like he's like, we're going to move on, and we're going to lose to the uh, Patriots in the uh, AFC Championship. What is your thoughts? Let's start with the uh, Jaguars-Steelers game. What are you looking for in this game that is going to be very personal for you? You know, I, I think the most compelling part of this game is going to be Antonio Brown versus Boyer and Ramsey. I think that's the marquee matchup. And I think this game of all the games this weekend has the widest range of outcomes, right? Like I wouldn't know how to bet it because I think both of these teams, whoever gets out ahead is going to have a huge advantage, right? If the Jaguars force the Steelers to throw another 50 plus times, the Steelers are in big trouble if they get ahead. But at the same time, I mean, Bortles couldn't come back on anybody. So if the Steelers get out ahead first, I think they're in a great position. And I think the beginning of the game is just so crucial here. And it can go so many different ways. Yeah, I would agree with that, Sammy. You know, I was also uh, talking about that today on on Target about – you know, not only different outcomes of this game, but also how effective can Antonio Brown be? I mean, it's going to be, you know, single-digit temperatures up there. You got uh, him first game out, plus he's ill on top of it. He came out of practice today. 
I mean, from a DFS standpoint, I understand there's a discount, especially on the DraftKings side, to be had with him. But in a weekend where you know you might want to have Gronkowski shares, do you believe Antonio Brown is still worth paying up for with the quarter matchup, with all these extracurricular things attached to him, or do you think that maybe you should just kind of let him you know fade away for this week? Well, here's the thing. Did you guys see uh, that Pro Football Talk tweeted maybe like an hour ago that Antonio Brown's calf is still bothering him and that he's a game-time decision? No kidding. Yeah, well, and that, I've been yeah, saying that, that for a, two weeks about this guy. Well, you know what's really interesting about it as well is they coaxed it up to saying that he's sick. The Steelers are actually mm-hmm. talking about him being sick, trying to mask right. this calf injury that's still going on and that it flared up. He didn't practice Friday. That's a big deal to go in game time decision. But you know what's so odd about it? I don't know how to feel because how much is this playing your cards? Is it, oh, yeah, you know, Antonio Brown, the calf, it's still an issue. And then Antonio comes out and he's going to catch 15 balls and he's going to be making every cornerback look like Chad Johnson on that video he put out earlier this week. Or (laughs) is this a real thing where we might end up seeing Antonio Brown having to play a decoy? I agree. I mean, how do you take that, Sam? So for me, there's definitely like a couple of options here. Number one, the only reasonable thing to think if his calf is still bothering him is that he had a setback because he was practicing in full. You don't go practicing in full to a game time decision. So he either had a setback or he actually is sick and pro football talk has it wrong. I'm not sure which one. And so I think it's really one of those two things. But for me, I know that everyone has seen this tweet. Evan Silva quote tweeted it, so everybody's seen it. And that's going to drop his ownership percentage way down. And so for me, I don't play cash games in in playoff DFS. I'm just trying to think some GPPs. And for me, I, I, I think you either need to be like completely off or be overweight. And for me, I'm just going to be overweight and, and hope that he plays. And if he doesn't, I'll have to pivot on Sunday morning. But I think... Man, getting Antonio Brown at home for 8100 either he had a setback or he didn't. And so if he didn't and he ends up playing, I think he's going to be low-owned, he's low-priced, and he's a GOAT. I'm not worried about the matchup with Jacksonville. Like They need to be worried about the matchup with AB if he's healthy. All right, so this is going to be like a like a hockey assist here, where I'm going to I'm going to push it to Joe. The Joe could then push it to Sammy here because I want to talk about the Patriots game for a minute because I think there's a lot to talk about. But the thing that's most fascinating to me, and if I were a better host, I would have researched this. But I'm going to pose the question, and maybe someone intelligent will have it. That I looked at the line and to see the Patriots a 14 point favorite over the Titans in a playoff game just like blew my mind like when i see that and i mean i think we all envision that and we all think that but to see the line at 14 seems so high to me so joe i throw it to you real quick to then throw it to sammy how are you on this i mean are we looking at a trap are there fantasy dfs matchups to be had everywhere how do you see this patriot titan game in this massive line well, there are a bunch of different questions in there, so I'll, I'll try there real are. fast. <laughs> there are, sorry. And, and also, what do you think about the new Kendrick Lamar album? No, it's, there's a lot of things. <laughs> there's, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that uh, for me, 
having everybody healthy is dangerous, you know, when you're the Patriots. It's also dangerous for fantasy owners. You know, there that's that's a that's a problem because when you don't know where the ball's going to go anymore. I mean, Deion Lose has been so good, but you know, now they got everybody healthy. Hogan looks like he's going to be okay to play all that stuff. So, really, you know, you could run Brady out there by himself or you can have all the Gronk shares and I think there's a Gronk smash game, but to me, that spread is actually fine. I'm okay with that spread and I'll tell you why. For me, I think this is a game where they run up the score. The Patriots are known to do that in these games. They want to go in there and get to put a hurting on a team so that you know when the next team comes in, look what we did to the last guys. It's almost like it's almost like when you know, like uh when you kill someone and you take their sword and you like leave their sword there and you walk away and you're like, Look what just happened. You see that? <laughs> totally. I, that's totally I've killed I've killed a lot of guys. Well, I've killed totally a fair amount of men in my swords. life. But uh, Sammy, in, in your mind, do you think they can cover? Because I say angry Tom Brady absolutely covers the spread in this wow. game. You know, I actually do, but I'll, I'll give you the caveat that I'm a total square sports better. So taking the spread and the, and the points is definitely a square move, but that's the side I'm on. The guy that I really like here, and I, I agree with you that Gronk is in a complete smash spot, but I really like Chris Hogan, right? Like a Dory Jackson is probably going to follow Brandon Cooks around, and Chris Hogan has eight targets inside the 10-yard line. That's one less than Gronk, who led the team this season. Hogan only played nine games, so I think he's got a pretty good shot at scoring, and he's going to be covered by, like, Ty Smith, which is a huge mismatch. So if he's healthy and he's been practicing in full, I think that Brady looks his way a decent amount in scoring position. I'll tell you. I'm sorry. Real quick. We're going to go to break here in a second. We'll come back and we'll pick back up on that. But I will tell you that Vegas is going to make a lot of money this weekend. (laughs) There are some people that are going to make some money. But Vegas is going to make a lot of money this weekend. This is what the playoffs are all about. We got Sammy Reed from Roto Grinders, Joe Pizzapia from On Target, Welsh right here. We're going to talk more football. We'll try to squeeze a little bit of baseball in, so don't go anywhere. It's in this league on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. It's in this league. Lose! In this league. That's my job. That's what I do. You need a license to buy a dog or drive a car. Hell, you need a license to catch a fish. They'll let in this league. Be a father. Pain heels. Chase digs cars. In this league. Last forever. Big little Keanu Reeves bringing us back in. Chris Welsh, Joe Pizzapia, Sammy Reed from Roto Grinders. We're all uh, in the happening. What, Sammy? What's the Twitter handle? Did it change because of the Roto Grinders move? Is it? What is it? Still, it, Sammy Reed? It did, it did not. It did not. Okay. I've been through, through so many Twitter handle changes, but I just have kept it as Sammy Reed FI. But hmm? you know, Sammy Reed RG would be better. But you know, I, yeah. I just can't do another change. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. It's like changing the phone number. Like you go to a new service and you're like. I'll pay whatever I need to have to keep the number because I can't try to ever remember this number again. That's a yeah. New Twitter handle. Who dis? 
Yeah, who this? Exactly. Uh, let's finish up with the playoff games real quick. I want to get your takes on it, and then I would love uh, to talk a little bit of fantasy baseball with both of you guys. Eagles-Falcons. I think, you know, at the end of the day, this is one of the more fascinating games. If I had to pick one game I wanted to – oh, boy, man. Steelers-Jags is going to be such a good game. But I feel like Falcons-Eagles, to me, just screams so much potential. What do you think about this game? Where are you looking? Are there any uh, bright, shining DFS options that you're at, or how do you see this game going down? You know, I, I think the one guy on the Eagles side of this game that I'm really into is Zach Ertz. Uh, he's been a guy that his volume has really kept up, even with Nick Foles in there. Like, Nick Foles has really been looking, like, short over the middle to Ertz and Aguilar. So, I think Ertz and, to a lesser extent, Aguilar are guys that I really like. I mean, we saw Ertz get nine targets in Week 15, 14 targets in Week 16. I, I, I just think that they really look for him, and at 5.8, that's a great value. Now, on the other side of that game, Sammy, you know, with the Falcons, you know, to me, this is a team playing with house money. This is a team that has no pressure on them because you can't possibly embarrass yourself any more than you did in the Super Bowl. You know, it's like, no, no what, like, what worst thing could possibly happen? To I'll the tell Falcons? you, though, Georgia's having a bad, <laughs> week, a bad week, though. Why Georgia's having a bad, like, 10 days, though, if you think about the whole state. Oh, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it can't get any worse. Nah, I don't know. Like, I got a buddy who's a Georgia fan, and things aren't looking so well right now. Cryptocurrency kind of going down a little bit. Georgia losing the championship. It's college. They'll pay for some new kids next year. Don't worry about it. No, but they, they, you know, with with, with the Falcons right now, to me, I I think they're playing fast and loose. I picked them last week to win against the Rams. This week, I'm picking them again. And I'm, I'm looking at this, and I don't love Matt Ryan as a quarterback in fantasy. But would you make a case for him in this game with the way you saw, you know, the volume going towards Julio Jones, the way you saw, you know, Freeman getting involved, and if Tevin Coleman can get involved in this one too, and Sanu and everybody, that if you don't want to pay for Brady, is there something to be said for fading down to a guy like Matt Ryan, who might just be safe floor but not a big ceiling guy, and who knows where the Eagles defense has played sometimes, maybe there's opportunity there for Julio or somebody to break one, and all of a sudden it really bumps up Matt Ryan's day. That's actually the thing in tournaments that kind of keeps me from Matt Ryan is that lack of upside. You know, in cash games, if you're playing cash, I think he's plenty solid. But, I mean, he's gone, what, like six, seven straight games without multiple touchdowns. And this is a team that if they get ahead, they're really content to throw short. They're really content to use that running game. And, frankly, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think the Eagles have a lot to do on on offense. But I also think their defense, particularly that defensive front, can wreak havoc. I see this as like a 20 to 13 type of game. So there's, there's actually a lot of guys I'm looking away from here uh, at that short, at that low pricing. Really like Mariota and Keenum a little bit better. I like it. Uh, last game, let's finish up with the football talk is the Saints and the Vikings. You know, we just uh, finished up over with the In This League Fantasy Football podcast, and at InThisLeague.com, you can check out the results of this. We finished with our last episode of the season being a 2018 early mock. And one of the things we had said and ended up being was, where would Alvin Kamara go? That was one of the most fascinating points of where does Alvin Kamara actually sit in the uh, the totality of the, the first round, the second round, wherever it is. I ended up having the 11th pick, and I took Alvin Kamara as a first-round pick. Do you think this game is going to be one more centerpiece in him being able to solidify himself as a 2018 first-round pick? And do you think he is going to thrive against this Minnesota defense in the playoff game 
Ooh, that's that's a really tough order. It's almost a tough order to ask anybody to thrive in Minnesota. I mean, they have been so beast this year. And I think Minnesota's got a better defense than Jacksonville. So I hold them in really, really high regard. I think the thing with Kamara is that he needs big plays or touchdowns, right? He's not a guy that's getting 20 touches a game, et cetera. But he gets a lot of work through the passing game. And if you buy that Minnesota is going to be down in this game, I think he's going to be on the field a whole lot more than Mark Ingram. So in terms of reception, I think he could probably get there in this game. All right, Sammy, I want to ask you about, you know, because the last time these two teams met was actually week one, which was, you know, when you think about it, that goes all the way back to the Adrian Peterson revenge narrative and, you know, before oh, Kamara, you know, that's how far back you go. And if you look at that, too, you know, it's before the real emergence of Lattimore and the consciousness of everybody. Savant Diggs had a big game. Thielen had a big game in that one. I'm actually back on Diggs this week in particular of all those guys. I think Rudolph can be useful, but I'm looking at Diggs and I'm saying, you know, volume starting to go his way a little bit. And I understand that the matchup is could potentially be tough for him, but you know I'm curious what your thoughts are. I see opportunity with Diggs, and I even see opportunity ownership wise where people might not realize that there could be a, a Diggs game here. Basically, what are your thoughts on those receivers over in Minnesota? You know, I think that Thielen is the guy that jumps out as more obvious because he spends more time in the slot, and that's going to be away from like Matt, uh, Lattimore and Crawley, et cetera. But I love Diggs. Like, I've just been huge on him all season. Obviously, he didn't end up getting quite the volume that we wanted, but I feel like he's got, like, Antonio Brown light kind of skills. You know, he's great at all levels. He's great with the ball in the air. He's a great jump ball receiver, even though he's not super big. And I think he could go off in any game. So, like you said, when it comes to game theory, I don't think a lot of people are going to own him, and I think he's got upside to make a difference. So I actually really like him as a tournament player. All right, we'll hit the brakes a little bit on football. Everyone's kind of got your coverage. It's going to be a great weekend of uh, playoff action, and I highly suggest that you're following Joe Pizzapia, Sammy Reed, everybody on Twitter because you can kind of live react to the game, set your lineups, get going. But I would be remiss if we did not talk a little bit about fantasy baseball. Sammy, can uh, we still got a couple minutes here, but can we pull you into the little four- or five-minute segment we have on the other end? Can oh, that? yeah, you can. Okay, good, because... I have got the author of the Fantasy Black Book, Joe Pizzapia, with me. I have got amazing contributor and amazing baseball mind, Sammy Reed, with me. And I cover baseball, and I've been doing it for five years from prospects to, to the, the top end. So we, we, we got to hit on some fantasy baseball. Sammy, there, there's so much to cover, and I highly suggest people go check out the book if they want to re- really read in depth as far as what Joe has got, what DFS options Sammy has put on. But... You know, there's been a lot of drafts that have been taking place, some NFBC stuff. I've been taking in part in the Rotowire uh, Dynasty Invitational. Before we go to break, maybe give one guy right now, maybe a mid-tier of some of these early ADPs, because that's some of the main information that we can glean from fantasy baseball at this moment, you know, being in January, where very uh, few sites have kind of put together. But have there been any really early trends that have stood out to you? Any, any maybe one specific guy let's focus on in this segment that you're kind of seeing as a value and someone you're probably going to target this year? Uh, just off the top of my head, I'd actually probably say Gregory Polanco. Because he was one of the guys, he was a huge like breakout pick for me last year. Because in his first three years, he raised his WOBA and his ISO each season, and then had a 22 homer, 17 steal season at age 25. So I thought the sky was the limit. And then last year, he hurt his shoulder super early in the season. It really ruined his whole year, and he was never quite the same. But 
this year he's going like after pick 150. I think there's a ton of upside there, particularly for a guy that could easily go 2020. So I'm really on that kind of post-hype sleeper kind of thing with Gregory Polanco. I like that, Joe. You know, I'm curious about Polanco's a really interesting name. I think, I, I to be honest with you, the Pittsburgh outfield of McCutcheon and Marte and Polanco might all have fantasy value sitting there. What is the black book in your research done that's kind of uh, – told you about the Pittsburgh outfit. How do you feel about these guys, especially because every single one is going, I would say, aggressively behind the 2017 ADPs? It is. You know, my, my problem with Polanco, and, and this was my problem when I watched him in the minor leagues, too, is I thought he had a little bit of a long swing, and, and I thought that, you know, I think over time he would continue to develop. And, and I don't want to say they rushed him, because I don't really think that necessarily, but I think when you're looking at a guy with a 260 average, he'll hit 15 dingers. Now, the question is, you know, how many steals can he get? You know, that's what everybody wants to know in the Roto Leagues. And I, I think he's got enough. I think I think he was enough of a disappointment last year that there will be some people and some owners who will be fickle and and kind of just be off the train just as quickly as they were on because we see that quite a bit in fantasy you know i mean look at todd Gurley in august i was yelling at people i picked todd Gurley. this is true and and on target on our show we had to pick preseason mvps i picked todd Gurley, and everyone laughed at me joe (laughs) a six a 16 man league a long-term 16 man league i do with uh bogman i had the 16th pick i got todd Gurley and leonard fournette Guess oh, what? I girly in every league this year. I won that league. <laughs> I won right, that exactly. league, of course. Yeah, exactly. I want to ask Sammy a question, too, Rook. Oh, actually, you know what? We got one for the break, but I want to ask him one about a guy who I think is going a little high so far in some early ADP and a guy that I like, but I'm a little worried, Welsh, that I think that, you know, this young potential superstar might be, you know, going a little bit too high considering the position he plays and some of the other guys that are... You know, a little bit more established, so to speak, at the position. I like that. I think I know exactly where you you're going. You okay, you know? so this, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I might have some uh, some takes if this is the particular player. But uh, don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we're going to talk about that player. And if we can fit it in, we might be able to talk about a certain cub that has a lot of people wondering, where the hell do you take him this year? Position eligibility has changed, but so is his body. So don't go anywhere. It's Joe Pizzapia. It's Sammy Reed, Chris Welsh. It's In This League on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. I am not in this league. You're in this league. I'm the dude. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Get it! Welcome back. It's in this league on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. New time, but same great show. Even upgraded. Upgraded with a double D today because I got Joe Pizzapia sitting in with me from On Target and Sammy Reed from Roto Grinders. So uh, two of my favorite people on the whole entire planet. And we even uh, convinced Sammy to stick around with us just for a little bit more because we have got a couple big topics that we want to hit in the fantasy baseball world. And Sammy's a great mind. So, Joe, you kind of set the table um, for a young hitter that we need to talk about 
I wonder if it's the same guy I was thinking. Well, it's actually not, but we'll talk about him, I think, soon anyway. But, you know, as much as I love Reese Hoskins, I know he had a, you know, he's got great power. It's a great home run friendly ballpark. You know, I, I love the walk rate, too. Like, I really, I'm not sure how to crap on Reese Hoskins, but I feel like there's already this narrative going, and it's already showing up in early, early drafts. And I see it, Sammy, where people are taking him ahead of guys that they shouldn't. And he still just hit 170 against lefties. You know, he's, there's still some holes in the game. So some questions about the rest of that order. And I guess my question to you, Sammy, is are you a guy that's interested in Hoskins at what seems to be the early premium you have to pay for him? You know, Joe, I, I think that you and I probably have the same thoughts on Hoskins. Like, I love Hoskins. If you look at what he did in the minor leagues, a ton of power, a ton of patience. These are great things for a good young hitter, right? right. But when you look at what he did last year, some of it was obviously unsustainable, right? 31.6% home run to fly ball rate, 359 Babbitt. Those things are going to come down a little bit. And it's just taking him at the height of his value where – he just doesn't have much profit potential when you're taking him in the third round. I mean, off air, you were talking about Jose Abreu. This guy's been the model of consistency, and he's going way behind Reese Hoskins. Right. So I, I think you're just buying him at the peak, and I don't necessarily think you need to do that. So I agree with you. Yeah, you know, what's interesting, and this is just a, a factor we always have to deal with in this super secret project I'm working on. Uh, I feel like I've written about this a whole lot, where – we find ourselves paying for the previous year's production all the time, and you've got to find you've got to ha- find the happy medium. And one of the things that I uh, probably over the last four months I feel like I have made the comparative of is Edwin Encarnacion E five versus Reese Hoskins. You know, E five in all of what occasionally frustrates me with the injuries, though he's he's kept it under control. He is the model of consistency, you know, at his position, at least production. Even if you might get a couple empty months, he's going to end up doing big things. There is an unknown to Reese Hoskins. You know, I mean, Sammy, you say that about his minor leagues. He had a good minor league uh, stint, but him and Dylan Cousins, they were known as the Bash Brothers with in uh, throughout the minor leagues. In mostly hitter-friendly places, Hoskins didn't exactly like... It wasn't like Paul Goldschmidt hitting like 350 in the minors. There's a lot of concerning things to his game that could make, you know, the he's a recent num- evolution. Welsh, you're right. Yeah, he's, he's more. And that's fine. Some guys click, sometimes get it. You know, sometimes adjustments happen or, or the right hitting coach gets with them and things can develop quickly. And I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and the pacing numbers can be concerning. You know, Sammy, uh, we're, we got a whole lot. We're going to cover again in the next uh, couple segments. We got some more fantasy baseball. But how do you deal in maybe about twenty or thirty seconds? How do you deal with pacing numbers when you look at a guy like uh, when you look at a guy like Reese Hoskins? You mean like his counting stats? Yeah, I mean p- people are going to look at the counting stats over pacing, and they're going to say, "Well, he had eighteen over two hundred at bats, so he's clearly going to be oh, a never extrapolate, never extrapolate, no. for young guys. Yeah, never, never do that. I mean, I think a reasonable expectation for him, you know, 80, 85, 90 RBI somewhere in that range, maybe seventy five, eighty runs. It's it's good. I'm trying to be conservative here, but is that third round? Eh, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Yeah, I think you might be right. And if you go to fan graphs and uh, depth charts or, or uh, steamer, they are aggressively higher. So we've got more that we're going to talk about because I got another young guy that I thought this might have been that we'll talk about. And we've got that certain cub that might have hit that workout routine in the offseason. Let's see where that value is. So don't go anywhere. Hour two coming up. Joe P's of P, Sammy Reed sticking through. It's in this league right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.